Welcome to Flashpoint, the podcast for filthy casuals by filthy casuals. Hi everyone and welcome to Flashpoint episode 99, recorded Sunday, May 31st. I'm your host David Holloway and with me is a co-host who has to think up his own bloody co-host intro gags. Simon, how are you? Insert gag here, David. How are you? Good. Uh, you mean gag is... Um, I'm good. Uh, 99, it's sort of a spooky number, isn't it? It is. It's 66 if you turn it upside down and if you add another six, it becomes... <gasps> Mark of the Beast or whatever it's called. Number of the Beast. No, uh, it's yeah, that's actually got something to do with Nero, but you don't worry about that. And it's just the, the Bible getting something wrong. Yeah, like it often the does. Got the only thing it got wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, apologies. Firstly, for our delay, it's been has it been a month? Anyway, uh, maybe over. It could be. So apologies for the delay, and it, it was very. It warmed both our hearts. I think it's fair to say that we had a few people say, "Hey, where the hell's the podcast?" So. That sort of makes it all worthwhile, really, knowing that someone actually misses us. Um, the reason for the delays are twofold. One, real life's gotten in the way here and there, but also I think, Simon, it's fair to say we're having a little bit of difficulty juggling two podcasts uh, mm. between this and We Hate People. So um, that's not meant to be ominous sounding, but um, let's make it ominous sounding to build tension. Uh, episode 100 will... We're going to put our heads together between now and then and work out what the best way is going forward. But in the meantime, we'd absolutely love your feedback on Twitter and listen at the end of the show for all the other ways to contact us. But would love your thoughts on how you think we can best make this work. So one of the reasons we're, we're sort of tossing all these things up is because we've been really taken aback by the response to We Hate People without giving too much boring detail. We've already got a listenership that numbers in the thousands. And so it's not as easy as saying, oh, look, let's just stick with Flashpoint and We Hate People was a fun experiment um, and we can only do one. Um, We we want to try and make both work or come up with other options. So any feedback appreciated. Simon, have I covered that all right? Yes, you have, because we we don't have a we don't have a Patreon account behind us yet. No, we probably never. No, well, we never. Maybe we that would. should be feedback. I mean, you know, would would any of you out there be silly enough to give us money to make us no, put no, them no, out no. regularly? Don't oh, no, good God, no, no. If people were paying us money, then we'd actually have have a real commitment to them. As it is, we we could we can just ask around, which <laughs> which we, which we do. Well, I liked your response today um, to um, was it Mr. Force Choke? I feel I haven't got Twitter open. I apologise to you, sir. I haven't got Twitter open because it stuffs the bandwidth. But who um, was one of the people saying, "Oh, look, where's the podcast?" And I liked your response, Simon, that we're not just casual gamers; we're casual podcasters. It's true. It is true. It's terribly true. It was, it was, it was Force Chuckle, wasn't it? Sorry, Force Chuckle. Yeah, I just knew it was Force and something C. Sorry, Force Chuckle. That's exactly what it was. Um, so, yes, please give us the feedback. We would very, very much appreciate it. Um, but enough talking about us. Let's get on to what we usually talk about, which is talking about us. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what have you been playing over the last three to four weeks? Uh, let's see, a uh, bit of SWOTOR. I've decided that my Sith Warrior is gay, so uh, oh, he's... 
been taking a couple of uh, got he got a nice passion today so that was he seemed to be quite thrilled with that and he's been wandering around basically wearing something that looks suspiciously like shiny gray like a neoprene kind of I don't <laughs> but it, it looks like if he if he had two lightsabers he looked like he was in a rave I think nice I'm regretting that he's he's not actually able to do that never mind never mind uh, I've also had a bit of uh, played a bit of the last of us it was some um, EB Games have had a bit of a sale, so I went and had a bit of a, a shifty through there, and the, there's a pre-owned Last of Us, and I thought, well, I can hear a lot about this. Yeah, and what's uh, it like? Haven't gone too far into it yet. Uh, I played the intro and then sort of sat there quietly for a couple of minutes and thought, yeah, this is this looks like it's going to be really good, but I don't think I'm quite emotionally stable at this to point. To take it on, yeah. Uh, because that intro is quite, um, quite intense. I've, I'm not usually affected by most of these things. I know when I'm being manipulated. Um, but if you want to classify that as manipulation, I'd have to say, well done, sir. Job done. I didn't feel like I was being. It felt honest. It didn't. It didn't feel horribly manipulative. I have to Good. have to. And it's so well done. So well done. If the rest of the game is like that, and I believe it is, then uh, wow. It's going to be an experience, but one I'm going to have to eke out. Um, and a, a bit of a story-based thing for me lately. I also picked up a copy of uh, A Wolf Amongst Us. Again, I'm continuing my habit of buying discs rather than digital downloads. Uh, <laughs> much because, because, well, I like them on my shelf and doesn't matter if the thing goes down, I can still play them. Um, again, really... Really nice story. I haven't really bothered with any of the, the Telltale stuff until now. Oh, okay, so this is your first Telltale. Because Telltale do The Walking Dead too, don't they? Yeah, and they're yeah. doing Game of Thrones and well, there's a couple of other things that I can't quite recall offhand. But, yeah, um, I see what people mean about Telltale's engine. It's a bit of a, a, bit of a stuttery piece mm. of crap sometimes. But that doesn't, doesn't really impact uh, the... Um, the journey at all, uh, really well done. Again, impressed with that. So uh, beautiful art style. So very, very happy with that. Uh, Wildstar, been playing a bit of Wildstar for reasons which will become a bit apparent later on in the program. And Dragon Age Inquisition finally picked that up. I refuse after, after Destiny. I refuse to pay the uh, buy. Be an early adopter. I will wait for the price to drop, and then I will go and buy the disc. I'm damned if I'm giving them that much money. So I'm looking forward to The Witcher 3. Not going to give them um, 110 bucks or whatever it is for the console version, although in all honesty, anyone who hasn't got it already, you're probably better off with the PC version. Uh, yeah, see, I, I, I was tossing up The Witcher this week. Um, but it looks it, – uh, there may be people will hear screaming when they listen to this, but The Witcher 3 – really stood out to me just from watching the trailer on the PS3 it stood out to me as being very similar to Dragon Age Inquisition purely as far as setting I I've heard people make this comparison and you're right it's um it's it's oldie timey and it involves swords yeah uh, they're they're identical yeah and they're and, not, and no, they're not identical no I know but, I mean, I bought Dragon Age Inquisition and I've only played it for about two hours and I got honestly bored with it. 
And I think it was my lack of ability to grasp the user interface and get to know the complexity of it well enough. But so that's what's turned me off buying The Witch. I thought I'm just going to buy another Dragon Age and get bored with it in two hours as well. I think that's where some games are really suited to console and some aren't. Um, yeah. And I think ones where you really sort of need to lean forward and and get your your head into it and what's that I can sort of make out on the horizon That's kind of. Right. I think games like that are generally better on PC. Um, it's some and some games are better for just for like a Wolf Amongst Us. Uh, that's a game I'm going to be more than happy laying on the couch playing because mm. you can. It's it's designed for that. Um, Smite, I'm, I can do that easily as well. But uh, yeah, a Dragon Age Inquisition I think is going to be a a bit of a challenge. I do find myself uh, either leaning forward or actually sitting on the floor directly in front of the television so I can yeah. see what that's on. Because um, it's a it's a it's a beautifully rendered game. A lot of even even on the Xbox One, it's uh, there's still plenty to see and plenty of detail and plenty to miss if you're not watching. So yeah, I take your point. But yeah, maybe maybe sell Dragon Age and. And, uh, and and just pick up The Witch when the price drops a bit. Well, I stupidly bought it on digital download. Oh. But more fool me. So. Oh, wait, wait for it to hit Steam. I think in, in the box copy at the moment is like 89 as opposed to 109. Yes, that's right. So you see games are always cheaper. Yeah. So, cool. yeah, that's that's what I've been playing. What have you been up to? Um, A bit of a mix. Uh, unfortunately... Like I broke the drought with Swator last podcast, but I've re-entered the drought. I haven't actually played that the last two to three weeks. Um, Mario Kart, I've fallen back into again, and I actually forked out the 16 bucks for the expansion content for Mario Kart um, yesterday. So that was four new cups, so 16 new tracks, some of which are really cool. Um, others are great um, reproductions of... Did you ever, you ever have a Super Nintendo, Simon? I did not, okay. but I one day to have one. There was a there was a Nintendo um, production called F Zero on that, which was a racing car game set in the future, and um, they've re rendered some of those tracks for for Mario Kart, which is really cool. Um, some new vehicles, some new characters. Um, you can play Link from Zelda. There, there's a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, very impressed with that. So yeah, just been jumping back to Mario Kart. I wanted to try Heroes of the Storm, which for those unaware is Blizzard's. MOBA, um, which and it's actually going gangbusters from what I hear. It's 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 not about to overtake League of Legends or Dota, um, or maybe it's actually exceeded Dota now. Anyway, it's close, um, but it's. I thought I'd better at least install it and try it out. And I've only played it for about an hour, and it's just I've never been a huge fan of those games, but I'll, I'll give it a little bit more of a go. For what it is, it seems fun. Uh, a lot of wow as per usual, and also got addicted to Hearthstone again in the last three weeks and a little bit of destiny because the house of wolves in quotation marks expansion was released. But tell me about that. um, Having only played again for about an hour and a half, the they've definitely um, taken notice of some of the criticisms. They're they're making a little bit more effort, even with this little expansion with story uh, quests are explained a little bit better or missions are explained a little bit better there's just you can tell they're gone shit we've got to get better at what we do um so i've done the initial stuff i've got so the reef is now open you can you can go there and it essentially opens up a new base for you like i've forgotten the name of it 
Oh, the tower. The tower, yeah. So you, you've got now the reef has just become another tower to some extent uh, and you, you run out of there. But I went to do the first um, strike. That's right, isn't it? Strike. This is trouble playing too many games. Anyway, the first big mission, but of course, unless I'm mistaken, it's like the other bloody content. You can't, it won't put you into group finder for it. And so because no one else was online when I tried it, I got in there and, and got my ass handed to me. Um, even as a level 32 for level 26 content. But it's just purely waves and waves of mobs and you can only do so much on your own. But, yeah, Ooh. promising, promising. So it, they've introduced horde mode into the game? Yeah. Well, it's... they have horde mode, used horde mode at all before in Destiny, have they? <laughs> You've been sarcastic, aren't you? Incredibly yeah, so. Yeah, good. Pleased to hear it. Yeah, that, no, this is very much horde mode on this one. I, I actually like that sort of stuff. I, I actually have always liked that. Right back to Doom 2, enjoyed that. But this is just too much for a solo player. But... Mm. Yeah, good. No, uh, promising. I can see when they do a really substantive expansion, if they learn a few more lessons, it, it, they could really start getting the game to where it needs to be. So there you go. That's what I've been playing. It, it sounds like they need to do what Swotor has done and, and things like that, uh, introduce a, a Jesus droid. Oh, no, wait, no. Uh, Swotor's got stories, so you need a Jesus droid to help move you through. There is no story in Destiny, so... That's it's right. the whole point of having you struggle away at these things repeatedly is, is the gear grind. Of course. What, what was I thinking? I'm sure someone will um, uh, tweet and, and let me know, probably you, Kazmas. But one thing I noticed is that my ghost has suddenly turned from uh, male to female. And I didn't notice why. Maybe it's just a settings thing with the update, but I suddenly got a female ghost or it's someone else talking to me. <laughs> I just haven't picked up the story. Anyway. Or- Noticed who was talking to you. Yeah, that's right. That too. I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Dinkle hasn't had a sex change, but no. that would be interesting if it. Is that would be a bit surprising? Yeah, or, it could be the narration. Just, the narrator's continued and just Ghost Boy hasn't spoken up yet. But anyway, I thought that was interesting. Maybe he's just too expensive or won't take their phone calls anymore. Yeah, like um, Harry Shearer. Oh, yeah. Seven million for a few bits of work over the phone. I'll do that. Yes, so would I. All right. So anyway, sorry about the long um, intro, folks, but let's jump into, finally, Republic News. You're not afraid? You will be. You will be. Galactic Starfighter, Simon. There's a term in Swotor land that we haven't heard a bit of for a while, but apparently it's going to get a little bit more love, according to a forum post at least. Indeed. And I think it's about time. I think most people know that uh, GSF hasn't had much in the way of attention poured on it, uh, and it's subsequently has languished. Probably hasn't languished as much as the the poor old... um, uh, what was it? Was it Star Fox with with um, Slippy and, oh, and whatnot? Oh, yeah, God! The on rail <laughs> fighter. It was good too. Well, look, I have to admit, I go into it periodically, and it's still a lot of fun. And it can go into the higher level ones, and it's still bloody difficult. Yeah. Um. Well, it is for me, but I've just hopelessly 
I can't manage my inbox. I can't manage my mods. I, I have no idea what I'm doing. Um, I, I try periodically, and then by the time I go back, because I, I, there's too many gaps between the games, I just forget. Yeah. But um, a lot of people also seem to have forgotten GSF, and that's part of the problem. So they're looking finally to reinvigorate it a little bit by going through uh, each of the, the ship classes and asking for community feedback. So the, the strike fight is the first one. Um, they basically um, summarise it pretty well, jack of all trades and master of none. Uh, and and that appears to be the, the one of the main problems with that one. They're going, they're doing triage. This is the worst one because it it does everything but nothing particularly well. Um, whereas the other the other ship types do have a, a specialty or yeah. speciality. So uh, which this doesn't. So what what role to fill? What do you knock back? What do you what do you buff up? So yeah, there's a, a a link for a forum discussion. Which uh, I'm sure won't have any trolling or or ranting or no. tags at all, because you know the social forums are awesome like that. Um, it's like a more feral version of Reddit half the time. And yes, I realise what I just said, and I'm sticking to it. So, yeah, that, that's it's. I think this is probably one of the. Hopefully, it's going to be a bit of a of a overhaul of the number of systems within the game uh, that they're looking to polish up, make it a bit shinier um, for in preparation for what's hopefully going to be an influx when the new movie comes out, or the new movies, I should yeah. say. Which I, for the record, so, I'm have not you... convinced will actually happen. But... Well, yeah, look, I, I mean, you know what it's like. Sometimes it's just a case of, as much as anything, it's the brand. And yeah. they've they've never done a very good job of promoting the game in the first place although i have to admit every time i go onto a website um google knows what i play and what i'm interested in so the old republic banners are everywhere yeah on 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 my browser every time i go and log in and look at anything on google or anywhere everything at least 50 percent of the stuff is the old old republic banners so they're putting money there they're paying google money but i think they need to lift the profile a little bit higher than that because it just comes across as a just comes across like because that's the way every every cheap crappy uh, um half formed warped twisted broken piece of crap mmo pushes themselves the yeah, same they're not doing themselves any favors by the company they're hanging out with so i don't know what they're thinking of it's it's clear that they have got the money for it and ea most certainly have the money for it if you had a look at the last uh, quarterly report um swotor and the simpsons tapped out are doing very well for them thank you very much so yes i'd like to think this is the the tip of a much bigger wedge um but we'll just have to wait and see yeah my my understanding though with the the galactic starfighter i keep going to call it global starfighter for some reason um is that they're saying yeah look we're interested in getting your feedback just a fact finding mission we're gonna uh, do some balance changes but you know we're not for seeing any new maps or other features in the near future. So to me, it seems like just a little bit of a balancing token effort. Uh, yeah, well, that's possibly true. But I don't know that, that would, they would necessarily bother going to that trouble for something just that's probably languishing and just to get a few more people in. Let's, let's face it, if you were going to waste money or rather spend money introducing new maps, new contents or anything like that, you want to make sure that the 
the uh, existing mechanics are pretty rock solid. Otherwise, what's the point of introducing new content if yeah. no one's going to go back because the mechanics are still shonky? No, good point. So that's what I'm I, granted. I, I tend to uh, put on my tinfoil hat a little bit too readily, but I, I just, I'm just casting my line out as far as I can. And I would like to think that that's what they're doing because GSF is fundamentally fun. I mean, the on rail stuff is, is fun. It's just that they've put things there and they've just kind of left it. So it's kind of like the. Uh, the the rusty carousel ride in the corner of the fun fair that no one really goes to because most of the lights are out and there's a drunk guy and sitting in the corner who hails abuse at you. Yeah, and his flies undone usually. So yeah, I agree. You just had. Yeah. Oh well, that's just you know my experience. Um, and I, I, oh. I, oh. Yeah. Sorry. Too, too right. much dark. 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 <laughs> um, and I just want to insert an apology too to our listeners if you're, you're getting any sound issues it's totally on my stupid internet connection in that i did a speed test and thanks to optus and everyone within six blocks of me all on netflix i'm guessing i'm getting a 0.8 megabit download speed so any any fragging of the audio is totally down to me so my apologies um yeah, look, galactic starfighter bring, and just on the point, I was saying that I don't think the movie will bring in a lot more people. No one will be happier than me to be proven wrong. As far as I'd love to see, you know, half a million or a million more people suddenly jump in. I think that'd be great. So he's hoping. Mm. Um, Dev's live stream June the third, four to five p.m. CDT on the Swator Twitch channel, where they'll be showcasing the new Yavin Stronghold, which I can't. Gee, that should take what three minutes. And the Togruta, the new playable species. Well, that, that might, you might get five minutes out of that. So if you've got a spare eight minutes, that might be worth checking out, Simon. Yeah, yeah I think so. It's, uh, it's good that they're, they're trying to, to push yeah. this. Granted, the, I'm not personally particularly excited about the Togruta. After spending a bit more time on Yavin, yeah, I could sort of see having a, having a little holiday home there, although I'd still much prefer... A place in Rishi on the on the main drag there. Yeah. I think that would be far, far more fun. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what, exactly what they're going to. Hopefully, they'll they'll be showcasing it with uh, with people who know how to play the game. Because uh, yeah, some of the live streams haven't really gone that well. That well. Hopefully, if it, if it's a dev live stream, uh, you know the community you know team. Right, but they, they don't really know how to play the game, so hopefully the, the devs do a better job of it. We will see. Excellent. Be- Plus, it's a bit hard to stuff up a tour of a stronghold, you would think, but you never know. It depends if you fall through any of the geometry, yeah. <laughs> which is right. embarrassing. Oh, yeah. Um, and now time to get a bit introspective as far as the podcast community goes. So first thing, uh, Toracast which is, yeah, one of these stalwarts um, right back to the beginning, um, says farewell after six years and 242 episodes. That's a real end of an era. And my understanding is it went through two phases that um, they've had a guy running it the last, what, couple of years, 18 months or two years to go from the original people. Yeah, Rhodes' been uh, running that and uh, Isacast and probably a bunch of, I think a bunch of other stuff as well. It's, it sounds exhausting. Yeah, God, yeah. I think he's finally been exhausted, and they're moving. All that, yeah. Well, so, it's no longer going to have no longer going to have the convenient access to uh, to a Walmart. Uh, although he may end up moving next to another Walmart, so uh, who knows? 
Yeah, so that's, you know, always sad to see a Sway Tour podcast go. Um, but yeah, you, it's hard to fault anyone. I'm pulling off 242 episodes. I think it's a miracle we've done 99. So yeah, well done to you, Torcast. You'll be missed. Oh, well, they were already going to be missed, I think. And uh, it, was, it, was, uh, it was a good last show because they packed everyone, pretty much everyone on um, who, who'd who appeared. So a lot of the, the old stalwarts. So um, Russell was there. Driving road insane as as usual. Albie was there. Sam, um, Tom, May, of course, who's been Road's constant companion for mm. for the last the most recent iteration. And Minor, of course, uh, all of the Swotor Dev's favourite guy. <laughs> um, yes. For reasons you already know. Yes. Uh, Bad feeling podcast. This I thought while we we're talking about podcasts. Um, their latest episode, episode 66, interviews Alex Modney, uh, systems designer. He was the guy that did the forum post about Galactic Starfighter too. Ah. Um, and Eric Musco from Bioware about upcoming PvP changes. Uh, and I've got, thanks to Dolphy, the synopsis here. The PvP changes are reduction in PvP set gear costs, so exhumed gear reduced by 33%, Dark Reaver reduced by 81%. It's a big drop. Um, prices for enhancement mods are staying the same amount but will cost Warzone commendations instead of ranked comms. Um, only 2% of the game's population has a full set of Dark Reaver. Oh, that'd be why the 81% reduction then. Ranked Warzone's commendations removed from daily, weekly and permanently from the game. Oh, that's interesting. Mm. Ranked commendations will be converted automatically to one-to-one ratio when 3.3 update goes live. XP and credit rewards have been increased, double but not 100% certain. Um, Valor not affected. Um, and they'll be, they'll be adding an official way to transfer commendations between characters. Well, that's, that's good. You, could, you buy a box of 99 commendations for 99 commendations and send to whatever alt you want. Cool. That's Yeah. Because I, I don't think I'm mistaken here. I don't, I don't think you can do that in WoW, for example. I don't think you can swap your... Com, um, your you know what I mean? The equivalent valor points and all that sort of stuff. Mm. So no, I think you're right. So well done, Bioware, on that. And I'm not going to go through all the rest with ranked and all that, but a few changes coming up. Yeah, and uh, if uh, if you want to know more, then uh, you should tune into the Bad Feeling Podcast, Episode 66, and hear it all for yourself. Exactly. And stalwart podcast and podcast in arms, I like to think Utini cast. Uh, has dropped the Utini War Room Deployment 6 full. Have I got that right, Simon? I don't know where the full came from. (laughs) (laughs) That'll teach you to read off a running sheet. So Utini War Room Deployment, where they discuss operatives and scoundrels. At least it didn't say scoundrels. Um, That's true. (laughs) You're not Ron Burgundy, but you're not far off. (laughs) That's right. Um, so tell me more about that. So what what is the war room deployment? It's obviously an in depth, more in depth thing that they do. Yeah, um, I mean, obviously, Utinicast um, specialises in in pretty in depth coverage yeah, anyway. of the technicalities, whether it's the the economy and how to um, how to make that work for you, and you know, maximise your credits. I can't even do that in real life, let alone a video game, and um, uh, and just uh, other details. Uh, the, Clearly, they run a, a raiding group and a guild, so or two guilds. So there's a lot of that. The um, the war rooms tend to 
focus in much more tightly and uh, in greater depth on specific issues. So they've uh, they've dealt uh, in the previous shows and this one, obviously, with the classes and how to play them or how to play against them. And uh, a lot of the, the details, uh, I think they also cover in this one um, some um, some bits and pieces about how players get attached to their characters, which is something oh. I certainly yeah, so uh, well worth the listeners, most of their stuff is. But yeah, I'd, if you're going to listen to anything, I would definitely recommend listening to the, the War Rooms because they, they've got a lot of really good information for people that want to take the game seriously and understand what they're doing rather than just flail around madly like some other people do in the game. Yeah, thank God we're not like that. And, um, exactly. And Attorney Cast, I said we consider a podcast in arms for that in-depth focus and attention to detail. So, exactly. So. If there's one thing we know how to do, it's Not whatever that. you just said. I wasn't really listening. <laughs> um, and then It's a Trap Podcast, it's a trappodcast.com. Um, Redner, who very kindly appeared on episode three or two of We Hate People. Somewhere um, around there. Yeah. Um, he, he's uh, in the It's a Trap Podcast, he's covering Star Wars novels and movies. And this is, I actually do have this on my subscribe list in iTunes. I just haven't listened to them yet um, when, they, when they come out in full. So two episodes so far, Heir to the Empire and A New Dawn. Yeah, they're just covering books at the moment. The, um, it's a, a growing empire <laughs> of stuff. Um, so they're going to cover comics, movies, uh, which I think they've got a forthcoming movie one coming up. Um, uh, so uh, novels and TV. So... Um, yeah, a pretty pretty Catholic with a small C coverage of things that we enjoy. Nice. And um, I, can I put in a request, Redner, if you're listening to this for the latest Marvel Star Wars comics, actually the original um, Marvel series I'd love to see covered as well. But, um, yeah, still very impressed with the current stable of Star Wars, Darth Vader, Princess Leia, and Lando is landing in a month or two. That loving the new comics, or or just a review of Crimson Empire. Yeah, that too. That would be good, actually. Uh, Cartel coins bought through Amazon US Target Best Buy and GameStop now come with a free in-game pet, the juvenile Rancor. Um, and we'll put a link to that in the show notes. So that's so if you if you're a pet collector, I suppose that might be appealing. And in the US, or buy your cards from the US for some reason. Yeah. Yes. Um, it's a nice nice little plus to have if you do have to buy the cards rather than you – know, and there's a, probably a lot of sense to, to doing that if you can, quite honestly, because uh, do, who, who do you want to trust with your credit card details? Yeah, look, I've got to say, without saying too much, I've had my credit card hacked three times in the last 10 months. Holy crap. Three times I've had stuff come up on my visa statement that's um, illegitimate. One lot was about a grand's worth spread across three transactions, similar for the second one. This one was one pound. Someone had signed up to a movie service in the UK and paid all of one pound, but I know it wasn't me, so I had to cancel the card and go through all that pain for one pound. Anyway, Good grief. Yeah, I think I don't know whether it's payway. I, I, anyway, who knows? It's just very frustrating. Um, latest missing... Well, Sorry, go. Sorry. No, I was just going to say, um, 
I carry my all my cards around in a little uh, little metal tin. Yes, uh, I've got a Faraday wallet. Yeah, it doesn't seem to bloody help, but anyway, mm. could be online stuff. It prob- it's probably more likely online. So, but you, know, you know, you never know. And that's why I only give my credit card details out to this podcast. So, for those that have forgotten, it's four six two one. Latest missing cartel market item to be available for one credit. What is you, that item, Simon? You, you missed a couple of numbers, David. <laughs> People usually guess the rest and it works. It doesn't take that long. Oh. <laughs> so what's the latest cartel market item to be available for one credit? Uh, the Temple Chair Basic. Oh. Sorry, Temple Chair in brackets, Basic. So if you were if you were wondering where the hell the temple chair basic is then you'll be pleased to know that the temple chair basic will be available for one credit from the rep vendor because they forgot to put it in again. Oh no, was it due to a mess up in the decoration window blah blah blah. Uh yeah, they they screwed up again. Never mind. And there's a new cartel market pack coming too which we might just debate. We'll we'll cover it when it's Yes. Down. Yes. Well, there's there's nothing nothing terribly new or terribly surprising or interesting in there. Sorry, oh, sorry, a people. Temple chair advanced, I think, is coming out in the June one. <sighs> sorry, say so what you're going to say. No, no, nothing's worth it anymore. <laughs> uh, speaking of what is worth it, it's ODS One who has very kindly returned this episode for the latest ep- uh, episode of Your Law is Stuck in My Cannon. Um, I do believe he's got a bit of a shorter one uh, this time because it turns out... Phrasing. Sorry? Phrasing. Ziost or Ziost maybe... I threw you there, didn't I? Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, you totally threw me. But I'm not starting again. Uh, Ziost is um, maybe not the most in-depth planet to explore, so it's a little bit shorter, but that's not a bad thing. But, yeah, over to my favourite, ODS-1. Thank you, Master David. I must say that the podcast's new release schedule is most understandable. At your age, it is wise to slow down, and at your time of life, the challenge must be to avoid slowing down and coming to a complete halt. Today, we shall be discussing Zeost, a world rich in history and stunning vistas of which most people remain ignorant as they fly past on their speeders or spacebar through dialogue. Zeost is located in the Outer Rim Territories within the Estran Sector, as is the Horoset System and Korriban, original homeworld of the Sith species, and the Drummond System, home to the capital of the current Sith Empire. As most of you know by now, Zeost has a strong and long association with the Sith, stretching all the way back to the aftermath of King Aedas's reign. After his death and the subsequent centuries of conflict fueled by the resurgence of feudalism, many Sith left Korriban. By then the world was a desolate ruin, and the only Sith who chose to stay were the true zealots, whose descendants would in several thousand years see the arrival of the Jedi exiles. The Sith that left, using the little remaining Rakatan technology available to them, scattered to a number of nearby systems that became known as the Sith Worlds, and remained the core of several iterations of the Sith Empire. Zeost is one of the most distant worlds from Korriban, although on a direct route via the Nashobelfia hyperspace route. Earlier in its history, Zeost was a world 
of massive and ancient forests interspersed with barren tundra. However, the planet suffered a cataclysm that brought about a devastating ice age. The planet never fully thawed again to its pre-cataclysm state, and to this day, much of it remains a frozen, mountainous landscape. Zeos is one of the five holy planets in Sith culture, and as you would expect, it pulses with dark side energies. So it's no great surprise that this is where the Great Citadel was built. Its exact time of construction is lost to us, but it was long before the Hundred Year Darkness in 7000 BBY, as records state that Ajuntapal made the Citadel his capital and note its subsequent growth. During the Great Hyperspace War fought in 5000 BBY, Zeost was abandoned by the Sith as they were pushed back to Korriban itself. It was not until the emergence of Darth Vitiate's newly revitalized Sith Empire that the Sith once again trod upon Zeost. However, with the Sith Citadel now on Drummond Cass, the Sith did not re-establish Zeost's Great Citadel as the planetary capital, but built the city of New Adasta to replace it. And that is all I can tell you. The rest you must find out by journeying to Zeost for yourselves. Remember to take plenty of pictures and make comprehensive journal entries. It will make your bodies easier to identify if anyone stumbles across them. And on the subject of unidentified remains, back to you, Master David. See, I've missed the love. I haven't heard his respect for a few weeks and it, it's hurt. All right. Let's get out of SWOTOR and Star Wars finally and jump into some general gaming news. This is not the podcast you're looking for. Wildstar. I'd nearly forgotten about Wildstar. I assumed it had just died, to be honest, but it's going free to play. Surprise, surprise. Well, that, that's, that's very cavalier and... Um, Cynical. Other big words. Yeah, yeah. cynical, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I know there's been a bit of buzz in the media about the fact that it's gone free to play. How, how's it been going? Because, quite honestly, I, I've just not thought about it in months. Did it end up getting a decent user base? I don't know that they actually ever released any info, specific information no, on that. Um, I, I think it was going well enough. Their, their, their update schedule was started off being very uh very ambitious and i think that sort of started to drop away a bit the cadence fell that sounds vaguely familiar i think we'll all agree oh yes uh, yeah and you know it's the, the same old the same old thing uh, you, you get the the state of play things where you know uh, uh carbines what was it uh, Pleased to announce that it successfully completed the transition between a development and a live studio. Blah blah blah. It's the stuff that we hear from from devs all the time, really. Yeah. So uh, there's nothing particularly new or special. They've seem to be going for well, basically they're copying exactly what um, Swotor and um, pretty much the same thing as uh, Elder Scrolls Online are doing. So that seems to be the way it works now. Uh, they're adamant that it's not pay to win or pay for power. So that's that's okay. Uh, they're introducing a couple of new currencies because um, the the one they had before with, I think it was Cred, I think it was called, uh, you could actually 
buy your game subscription by playing more of the game. So the longer you played the game, the more cred you could earn. And okay. you could actually take that for actual currency. Um, clearly that either worked really, really well, too well, or it didn't work well enough at all. Yeah. But either, it's, it's not something that's sticking around. So uh, Autumn, I think they said it's uh, – they haven't actually given a date. Um, basically, if you're a subscriber by it's either June 9th or June 15th, uh, then you 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 qualify for uh, you know the, the the usual sort of free bits and bobs that they'll they'll throw in as a as a founder or a, a long term subscriber. So it's it's nothing terribly nothing terribly new or interesting. They're not trying anything different. They're going with a, a pretty pretty well established and let's face it, successful model. Uh, it's it's I think it's going to do well for. Yeah. For it, and it's certainly done well for Swotor. So, and uh, I, I did drop back into it because I have to admit I did thought I was I've forgotten. I didn't even remember what the login email address I was using was. So I figured all that out. Um, threw threw them uh, a few bucks for uh, just to reactivate my subscription and jump back in and started a new character because obviously I couldn't remember who the he- who the heck was who anymore. Yeah, and it's. It's actually quite fun. I I I've I've forgotten how much I actually enjoyed the game. So I had a had a pretty good afternoon playing through with that, and uh, the, the it, it still looks very kind of wowish. But again, I well next gen wow, I suppose. Uh, but that's not a problem. Uh, there's a ton of things to do. That hasn't changed. That's still awesome. Uh, I, I think really what you're going to get is an opportunity to duck, duck back into this game and duck back into the, the world and just have a, another crack at it. They're going to be making things that were hidden away more accessible. I think the 40-man raids that were one of the big selling points initially, well, mm. else could make it work, and it didn't really work here either, so I think they're dropping it back to 20, which is still going to be pretty difficult to coordinate, but more realistic. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. On the whole, I, I think it was the yes. It's it was kind of expected. I'm sort of surprised it took this long, although it didn't have the the death knell that uh, kept ringing over Swotor. Swotor, I think you you probably remember before it did go free to play. There was the oh this this game's this game's doomed. Yes. Blah, blah 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 blah. It was it was relentless, and that was just us. Yeah, <laughs> the the doom saying just was was just kept on and on, and there really hasn't been any mention of it. Wildstar hasn't had any mention of it that I have really picked up on. As you say, it's got kind of forgotten. Yeah, it's just slipped under the radar. But- yeah, it it really did spectacularly. So for a game that had so much buzz around it to start with, and I was fairly excited for it to come out as well. Uh, yeah, it it really just fell well underneath everyone's radars and sort of got itself buried in a in a marshland somewhere for all the public perception it has. At least Swotor, everyone was predicting doom, but no one forgot it was there. No, and it just look. And the reason I said surprise, surprise is that it remains a fact that the only MMO that's managed to maintain a long term subscription model of any substance is WoW. And although even they said so they had a big jump with Warlords of Draenor, they jumped essentially 3 million 
subscribers, so that I think they broke back up above 10 million, uh, most of which who have dropped off again, yes. right? So they're back to, you know, still 7 million, which as I worked out, it's about, you know, 95 to 100 million bucks a month. I, I'd certainly be happy with that if I was running an MMO. Um, but it's dropped off. But they're, they're even now saying, look, it's probably the business model from here on in that we understand we're going to put out expansions. You're going to get our dedicated people that want to come back in and and try it out. And if, you know, there's a new level cap, get to the new level cap and then they might go away again and we'll get them back in six to 12 months for the next expansion. Yeah. And they've got that critical mass that they can do that, whereas no one else has been able on the you know the traditional MMO market, and please correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not counting mobas and stuff in that. That there's they haven't been able to do it. Well, most mobas are free to play anyway. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah. Actually, all my I think mobas are free to yeah, play. Yeah, I'm just trying to yeah. give a paid one. Yeah, there's probably not. Eve's the only other anachronistic one out there. Yeah, true. And, it, and that's just because it's been around so long. Yeah, good do, point. Did yeah, Eve's the other good example. Yeah, you, you you get them while they're young, so there's there's opportunities here for these ones to to get them get people players while they're young as well, I suppose, because eventually the the core players of WoW are going to die, so <laughs> that that's the limiting factor if no one no other technological one is. My my eldest, uh, who's a teenager, has just started playing WoW and is enjoying leveling up a mage. But that's yeah, not a common thing you're seeing now. No, and that's one of the funny things is just how quickly people do forget. Sort of just sort of vaguely tied into this because uh, I've watched, ended up watching a couple of YouTube videos for I guess uh, React. They're the ones that do um, uh, elders react to dot 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 teens react oh, to yeah. kids, those sort of things, and then ended up just watching. Uh, ended up initially just watching uh, them reacting to uh, The Last of Us because it was just the intro section. Uh, and, and that was interesting. <laughs> but it was also just watching some of, some of the kids react to things like uh, rotary dial phones <laughs> or internet or uh, an SES, uh, NES, uh, the original NES. And just looking at them thinking it's – most of this, most of the world you know has been around for such a remarkably short time. That's right. Yet it's all you know. Uh, now, obviously, in the case of small kids, that's not surprising. Teenagers, it's a little bit more impactful because they're, you know, they're, they're pretty much they're close to fully functional adults, and yet their level of, and I'm going to use the word ignorance uh, on some of these things, it's actually quite quite stunning. Um, the Launch of the original iPhone, I think, was it twenty oh seven? Yeah, that'd be better, right? Yeah. And before that, it was a ghastly little little phones running horrible software. Yes, BlackBerry owners, I'm also talking about you uh, with uh, with a little teeny tiny plastic keyboards dominating the lower half of the thing. I watched the Steve Jobs keynotes and uh, as well. I'm watching some really weird things on YouTube, and it's just quite staggering. Uh, how how recent the you know capacitive full full screen estimator yeah. those things are almost everyone's got those to see someone who doesn't have one and yet it is unusual and yet they have been around 
such a short period of time and the revolution to, and I will credit Apple with this, it was a revolution, um, you know, 2007. It's, yeah. well, not even, not even quite eight years ago. And it, you're right, it was a revolution. I know that's something our regular listener, Gail, constantly tells me. She credits Apple with revolutionising a whole bunch of things. And um, But that's one of the bigger ones. And scary enough, I've had the same mobile phone number since 1998, so that means that, yeah, I was using those shitty phones for nine years before something decent came out. Now you're probably using a Motorola Microtac. I think uh first one I think was a Motorola, but I also had owned a lot of Nokias. But oh yeah, so did everyone once upon a time, and now they don't. That's right. Yes. Um, Xbox. Let's talk Xbox briefly. So, um, Halo ODST. That's the big. That's the big multi huge volume, isn't it? The one now. The ODST is that Halo? Is that the big pack that has all the combined Halo games and stuff? Is that what that means? Or please explain. Please explain, Simon. Well, uh, yeah, actually, actually, you're sort of right. Yes, you're thinking the Master Chief Collection. Master Chief Collection, like so many other games of late, had a bit of pretty rocky launch, and the the matchmaking, which was pretty crucial to a game like this, because it was all about the multiplayer. Uh, was patchy at best, broken more often than not. So it's it's a it's pretty well functional now, and everything's going fine. And uh, what Microsoft and Three Four Three Industries said they were going to do was uh, for everyone that tried to play Master Chief Collection between such and such a date, such and such a date, fairly early on in the launch, they would get ODST. Um, for free, the, the the remake, the the upgrade of it, for for free, um, and they've come through on that. I've had uh, was playing Dragon Age last night and got a message drop in from Microsoft saying, "Hey, here's the here's your key code for for ODST. It's ready to go when you want." Cool. Yeah. So yeah. So that was a that was a, a bit of a plus. Uh, had a had a bit of a look. ODST is one of the interesting games because it's in the Halo universe, but it's not part of the main storyline. It's it's an, an adjunct. And more specifically what it is, it is narratively driven, but um, as one of the designers said, ODST is a bit like uh, they went, okay, now what's, the, what's some really fun stuff we can do in here? Uh, what, what's some activities we'd like to do in the Halo universe that you don't do in the main game? And that's Essentially, what it is it's sort of almost like a kind of a Halo activity center. Okay. If you break it down, and one of the beauties of the Master Chief Collection is um, you can create playlists, so you can play. Um, I don't know all of the missions with uh, the with a ghost. That's uh, sort of a like a aerial motorbike, if you like, from the Covenant. Yeah. Uh, I want all of the things with uh, with ghosts in it. So you can play uh, create a playlist across all of the games, all all four now five games with ghosts or with uh, and just play them in a row in sequence or, or whatever, which is kind of cool. Uh, or you can just drop in and play specific missions. It's, um, it's very, they've done a very good job of it. I have to admit oh. it's nice seeing them come through with what I think is a pretty nice apology. And it is an apology. Yeah. Well, yeah, good apologies better than insincere one. So that's good. Yes. 
Um, Smite, you mentioned at the top of the show that you, uh, oh, yeah, you have. You said you had played it. So there's beta keys available for Xbox owners. Yeah, Smite's been available on PC for quite a while. It's uh, it's MOBA. Uh, instead of being a top down MOBA, or I suppose isometric, is mm. probably more for for lol and so on um this one you basically it's an over the shoulder so you get to you get to run around pretty much on ground level with the, the god of your choice it's recently started a close beta with uh, on the xbox which is going to be uh, popping up on i think sometime in june but uh, if anyone's interested, if anyone out there's got an Xbox One and they're interested in trying it, I have a spare beta key, so or beta key, whichever you prefer. You, you can have a beta key or a beta key. Uh, so uh, just contact us, and uh, I will zap that out to you by whatever means of communication you provide. It's uh, looks, it's looking pretty damn good, and re- works really well on a console. Not that I'm an expert on these sorts of things, not by a long shot. But uh, it's worth a look. And, hey, you get a free key, so well, what are you complaining? Well, like giveaway. It's like we've done a giveaway. I think we've only ever yeah. done that once before. Yeah, well, I could have done it over Twitter, but I thought we might as well do it on yeah, this. Yeah, great. I think we gave away a T-shirt once. Did we? Something. Yeah, we did something once. Was it to Gail? Because that doesn't no, really count. No, no, I didn't. Yeah, I don't know. No, I remember mailing something. Anyway. Uh and last thing under general gaming is, I know we covered a few episodes back that massively had died as part of the general close down of what was the um, joystick. Jo- joystick yep. had been given the axe. So um, the, uh, a few of the guys from Massively have now set up a new uh, site at massivelyop.com, which I think is quite clever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know, Simon, you've you've had a bit of a look. I've had a brief look. And if you like your MMO news, that's another good place to go. Yep, they've got a Patreon if uh, if that's your bag. Otherwise, just uh, visit the site regularly and have a bit of a look, read some quality stuff, and uh, and let's see if we can help build them into a, a resource like Massively used to be before it got the legs chopped off yeah. from it. And those people lost their jobs. Indeed. Cool. That's general gaming news. Uh, we'll do a super quick jump over to pop culture. I can feel your anger growing. Two really quick things, unless you want to jump in at the end, Simon, with, with your own recommendations. Uh, Bloodline, for those of you that have Netflix, it's a Netflix production uh, set in the Florida Keys, has Australia's own Ben Mendelsohn in it, who I, I've always been a big fan of and he's been in this show. Uh, not remotely gaming-related, but just a really good dark drama. Bloodline's worth a look. I just thought I quickly... You you haven't seen that, Simon, have you? I I think I did. Doesn't that start with some sort of big family get-together in the bayous or something That's like right. that? Yeah, he's on his way back and almost doesn't go. That's right. That's exactly it. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just love Ben Mendelsohn. So um, him and I are in a movie together, but that's another story. Uh, da- and the other thing I had to say was, um, as being a comic collecting geek, this week I achieved a, a first, and that was a first full run of a non-miniseries set of comics. 
I was a bit excited by that. And it's one that I've made a joke about a few times on this podcast and it's a, a very B or maybe C or D list Marvel character called the Dazzler who when she made her debut in I think it was 1981 uh, was on roller skates and her power was being able to create light from sound or sound from light. You'd think I'd know if I had the full run, but anyway. Um, I'm, I'm guessing light from sound. Yeah, I think that's what it was, light from sound. Yeah, of course. Um, I think she ended up, they ended up disclosing she was a mutant or whatever. So anyway, she, uh, she had a series that ran for 42 issues and this week I managed to complete that run and I got very excited and even took a photo. I laid all 42 issues out on the floor and took a photo of them. I was that excited. But that's what I do. What are you laughing about? Uh, no, I'm just thinking that I haven't done that, but uh, some ways I've been so close. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, my, my, my long-term goal is I want a full run of volume one of Daredevil, but you're talking... 380 something issues i wouldn't like to be trying to like lay them out on a floor make a hell of a photo though yeah i couldn't do that with the with all the deadpools as no, way, no. Too many, way too many comics oh, and yeah. just the numbering system on oh, those yeah, it things it, it does it's uh, it's bad for those that are interested in comics, there's some brilliant comic collecting groups on facebook and there's one huge group there's like 20,000 members of the group. I think it's just called Comic Collecting. Um, and there was a great story there. A guy was going around yard sales and stumbled across this yard sale um, and the lady that was running it asked him, oh, so what are you after? And he said he was actually there not for comics but for antique books. And she said, look, I'm sorry, I don't have any antique books but I do have my – she said this yard sale is actually to sell off some stuff for my of my late husband's. Uh, he did collect – comics his whole life would you like to have a look at his comic collection and yeah and anyway they go inside i think he was with someone else and she had um just in one room 40 long boxes of comics and they they had a look through and realized look they weren't going to make millions but there were some pretty nice key issues there and they showed like there was iron man number one and um giant size x-men number one and a few ones you know worth a few hundred bucks each so they went, yeah, look, this sounds great. And they negotiated a price, but they said, oh, we, had to, we have to go away and, and get some more money and come back. So they w- went and got some money. And come, by the time they came back, she'd got one of her sons or whatever to find the rest of them. There were another 40 boxes of comics. Oh. So they had 80 boxes of comics they took away. And they said it worked out they paid 25 US cents a comic, which means they must have still spent a bog load of money. But well, for some of them, that's, that was probably the actual cover price. Yeah, well, it would have been. And, you know, if they're dedicated, they'll sell them for, you know, three, four, five, ten times that. So, yeah, you don't, you don't hear about that stuff much anymore, particularly in Australia. But, you know, it, that, that would complete your life as a collector. You go, I can't get any better than that. But your collection. Yeah. But anyway. Wow. That is you, – you, you don't hear it – well, you do – you. Yeah, that's the sort of thing that legends start with. It is because most people know what things are worth now. So, you know, you always dream of stumbling across a real gold item that someone doesn't know how much it's worth, but it's so rare nowadays. Yeah, yeah, that's that's those sort of stupid shows where they they bid on, empty, you know, the, oh, the containers, it, uh, yeah. containers and lockers and 
boxes. I mean, really, what kind of idiot is going to is going to throw down real money on a box of unknown contents? I mean, that. Uh, well, that's what our podcast listeners sort of do, just without money involved. Well, or what I did three times today with the cartel pack. Yeah, see? Yeah. <laughs> okay, it's a scratchy. Okay. I mean, you know, our podcast is really a, a locked container that's not been used properly for years and tends to contain a lot of, you know, snotty tissues and that's about it. But people still, you know, open up the container. If we'd recorded this yesterday, it would have included an enormous number of snotty tissues. Oh, see, that's no good. No. We should have a health segment. I had the flu shot and it gave me hair cancer. <laughs> you told me it wouldn't. Yeah, sorry. I, look, I never said I was a professional, even though I'm meant to be. All right, I, I reckon we'd... Your employer that, though. Yeah, true. So are we done or any other pop culture recommendations you want to make? Uh, no. Uh, Full Metal Alchemist, watch it. That's have, it. Have you been to see Fort Pitch Perfect 2 yet? No, I thought not. No, no, not unless someone anaesthetizes me and uh, and and drags me by the heels to the theatre. Is that going to happen? But after we hope people, I did send you a link, didn't I? Was it you? I sent the link saying just at least watch that. I I think you did. I think I did. Yeah, obviously had an impact. Yeah. Cool. Um, hmm. I'm yeah. going to have to double check. I'm sure I did. Anyway, it's all good. It's just glee. It, it sort of is, yes, you're right. With a fat girl in it. Yeah. Go Rebel Wilson, mm. who's 35, oh. not 29. Yes, Eurovision, by the way, Eurovision. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, it Did was watch, good. Yeah, watched a lot of it um, and ended up buying for my better half the CD at her bidding yesterday because I actually think the strength of the music this year was quite strong. It actually was. Yeah. Even even Germany, and they got null point. Yeah, I know. Um, and Guy Sebastian's song wasn't too shabby. I think top five finish for first outing is pretty bloody good. Uh, to uh, to our American viewers who uh, understand Eurovision like they understand cricket, and uh, I don't blame you, I don't understand cricket either, uh, just uh, go on YouTube and have a look under Eurovision 2015 and you'll get to see some some fairly good songs and some... Utterly tone deaf. What the hell were they thinking? Euro trash throwbacks. Yeah, because there's still a few of those in there. Or Google Eurovision winner 2014 to get a true picture of Eurovision. Remember oh, you- oh, is that Con- Conchita first? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And she does feature heavily in the 2015. Yes, as well, and and was was actually uh, more more of a woman than the the three co-hosts. I thought. <laughs> uh, was, what was that? It's like it was like Austrian Charlie's Angels. Yeah, and, and super quick question: Will Australia ever win Eurovision? No, because can you imagine the horror at having to move everything to Australia to host a show? I just don't think it'd ever happen. Oh, uh, just no, just time it with the Sydney Mardi Gras. You're, you're set. You're oh, fine. Because- Right. I, I, that's one of the reasons why it would have been kind of interesting if Russia had won, and they oh. came very close to it. Yeah, I know. I don't know that Vlad would have been terribly happy with uh, that particular rainbow connection going on in Moscow. No. Not at all. Very bad, Vlad. Yes. All right, let's wrap it up there. Let's do that. 
Uh, so yeah, we, we're done. As always, if you'd like to offer an opinion, remember at the top of the show, we'd love your opinion on on where to from here. Um, please feel free to email us at contact at oceanicgamer.com or visit our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash the Oceanic Gamer. You can also follow us on Twitter where we do most of our conversing. My handle is the Oceanic Gamer and Simon tweets under RPG Beats RL. Um, you'll find previous last 50 episodes of the show on iTunes and we're also on Stitcher. Um, yes, thanks very much for listening. We'll be back for episode, the big epic episode 100. God knows what we're going to do, Simon, but we'll work it out. And thank you, as always, for this episode. Thank you, David. And I like the way you skirted around actually stating a date for the uh, oh, episode, episode 100. Oh, we will aim for a fortnight. Yes, we should. We, we will. Yeah, it's sometime in the next 14 to 128 days, episode 100 will be here. Um, that's the yeah, that's what it's about. Have a great week, and remember, if your pub pug pub, if your pub wipes, oh, that wouldn't be nice. If your pug wipes, it's probably because one of us was in it. Good night. Good night. or the person that listens to it.